You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 57 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your boy Leroy, and I'm coming at you straight out of the closet with a couple stories about some litter bugs with revenge on their minds. It doesn't get much pettier than this, and I love it. But before we get into all that, I know I bring up Patreon at the end of every episode, and while I love and appreciate it so much, if you came and joined me over there, I don't want to sound like a greedy Gus. There is another way to get more Leroy in your life without loosening those purse strings. TikTok, baby. I took about a seven-month hiatus from that app, but I'm back. And goofier than ever. I'm trying to post at least five times a week over there, Monday to Friday, telling strange little crime stories. Some I've already told on the show, but a lot of fresh and weird things I come across in my travels. Who knows what kind of wacky stuff I'll do over there next, or what it will evolve into. I'm just having fun with it, trying to drum up new listeners for the show in the process, but also wanting to entertain people and give them a little chuckle, because that's what the world needs right now. Well, we need a lot of things, but this is really all I'm qualified to provide. I recently did a video where some guy allegedly found a condom in his Whopper at a Burger King, and while I was telling the story, I had a condom hidden in my mouth, and I pulled it out, and it was disgusting and beautiful, and I still had the taste of latex in my mouth. That was about 12 hours ago. I worked on writing and recording that for a little over an hour of my Friday night, and the video has 83 views <laughs> as of right now. Probably wasn't worth it, but hey, that's life. You just gotta enjoy the ride, man. So follow me over there if you'd like, at excuse me, that's illegal dot pod is my handle. There'll be a link in those infamous show notes. What do you say we get a couple garbage-related jokes in, then move on with the show? These come via upjoke.com. Okay, here's the first one. 
What do you call a conversation between two garbage cans? Trash talk. Oh yeah, that one was clever. Oh, and here's an interesting fact you guys probably weren't aware of. Did you know that there's no official training for garbage men? Yeah, it's true. They just pick it up as they go along. All right. Special shout out to Holly D for gassing up the minivan this week through her generous PayPal donation. Okay, hop in everyone and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime. And don't worry my friends, I promise to get you back home after we take out the trash. Episode number 57, Garbage and Grudges. Back in 1989, my brother Jack and I had a good friend named Greg. He had train tracks, I think they were called. I felt so bad for him. I guess his teeth were pretty messed up because he had these braces, but they also came along with some weird headgear. I don't know, it was the 80s. Some kind of barbaric dentistry going on there. And this made him drool sometimes, and he was a pale, skinny redhead. Needless to say, he got bullied a lot. Great guy, though. And he only lived a few minutes from us, which was a huge factor when you're a kid who's not allowed to roam too far from the house. Anyways, as if Greg didn't have it bad enough already, he also had a mean stepdad who was both verbally and physically abusive to him and his sister. This was a known thing around the school. Not sure why nobody intervened, but hey, again, it was the 80s. I guess it just wasn't our business. Sorry for your luck, Greg. Yeah, so Jack and I never met this angry stepdad before. We heard lots of stories, but uh, apparently he knew all about us. One day we came home from a bike ride, and there was a pile of garbage on our front lawn. That seemed strange, but we picked it up and went on with our lives. The next day at school, Greg apologizes to us and says, Sorry guys, I panicked. We're all like, what are you talking about, buddy? And he says, well, I was eating some chips at home, and when I was done, I left the empty bag on the couch with some crumbs. When my stepdad confronted me about it, I blamed it on you guys. We're like, what the heck, Greg? That guy's crazy, man. Which he was. And apparently after that, the unstable asshole asked for our address, drove over to the house, and dumped a big bag of garbage on our front lawn in an act of sweet, sweet revenge. What a guy. Something tells me Greg's savage stepfather would get along well with the dastardly dumpers we'll be discussing today. Okay. Our first story takes place in Hamburg, which is a town in Erie County, New York, with a population of about 56,000 people. Hamburg is just south of Buffalo, and according to Wikipedia, is named after the city in Germany. Yeah, as you can tell, I did a real deep dive on this place. Okay, okay, I'll tell you one more fact about Hamburg. Hamburg is what my mother-in-law calls ground beef. I remember like 10 years ago when my wife and I moved in with her temporarily. I was going to the store and she said, Oh dear, when you're out, can you pick me up some Hamburg? And I said, come again? Once I figured out she meant ground beef, we all had a laugh. 
Apparently that term's fairly common, but we still tease her about it to this day. Probably not the Hamburg fact you were looking for, but let's move along. The year is 2018, and we are going to the home of Cheryl and Edward Patton. They are a retired couple in their 70s. Uh, They can't recall which month this started in, but one day they found an empty coffee cup on the edge of their front lawn. Annoying, but hey, people are animals. They litter all the time. No biggie. Then it happened again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again. When all will be said and done, there's going to be hundreds of these cups collected from the property all over a three-year period. A cereal coffee tosser. The coffee cup curmudgeon. The fresh brew bandit. Oh man, I wish I was better at nicknames. Cheryl and Edward called him the Lakeview Litterbug. Apparently they're even worse. Let's get a little more detail here. The coffee cups were being thrown from a vehicle sometime at night. They were always McDonald's coffee cups, marked decaf. There'd be a little bit of coffee left in there and a couple cigarette butts as well. And sometimes a napkin. The decaf douchebag. Nailed it. Now this is insane to me that it went on this long. Three years. I'm the type that if I noticed a pattern, like if this happened three days in a row, I don't care. I'm calling in sick to work, I'm grabbing a six pack, and I'm sitting in the shadows pulling an all-nighter and I'm going to catch this guy in the act. 100%. I don't really like confrontation, so I might not approach the guy, but I'm definitely going to see who it is. This may not seem like a big deal, but it was kind of rough on the old couple. They have a long driveway, a big front yard, and sometimes the coffee cups would pile up because they just didn't have the energy to keep picking them up. They'd wait to get a little collection going. Cheryl was 76 and Edward 80. He'd also had some health issues in the past, a couple surgeries. He wasn't exactly a young go-getter. They didn't really have any enemies, and this was going on for too long to be some lighthearted prank. They didn't really want to bother police, but at the same time, this is becoming very annoying. Sometimes the wind would blow the cups on other people's lawns. It was stressful for them. And the neighbors were talking. Edward was obsessing over it. He bought expensive binoculars. One time he waited out in the cold to catch the guy in the act, but came up short. There's a picture of Edward posing with about 10 white bags of trash filled (laughs) with more than 300 coffee cups he collected. He even wrote on index cards, keeping records of every time it happened. Good grief. This is not how someone should be spending their golden years. Edward bought a security camera and placed it in the crook of a tree, and he caught the car on camera but couldn't get a license plate number. You know what he should have done? Gone to the nearest McDonald's and asked them if they had a regular who would get a decaf coffee at night and drove a particular car. Someone at the drive-thru probably would know exactly who they were talking about. Or they could just get the DNA right off the cigarettes or coffee cups. Bam, problem solved. I don't know if police would waste their time doing forensics for a litter bug, though. Eventually, some neighbors got together to help out. Chris Richardson and his father Robert were outside one night and spotted Captain Decaf driving by in his minivan. They followed him and were able to get a license plate number. Booyah! This was exactly what Edward was waiting for. Like I said, he didn't want to bother police until he had enough proof. And finally, he had his smoking gun. The evidence that could put this guy away for good. Or at least get him a ticket and a stern talking to. Edward called police and Officer Dan McCarthy showed up at his house. And Edward showed him all the evidence. The cups, the notes he'd taken, images of the vehicle, the license plate number. Everything. Officer McCarthy found out that the vehicle in question was registered to a man named Larry Pope. Who only lived a mile away. 
The name didn't ring a bell to Edward, but Cheryl, who was eavesdropping in the other room, came rushing out. She knew the man. She'd worked with him for several years at Fisher Bus Service in Hamburg. She was a union officer there and would always get into heated arguments with Larry. She described him as her nemesis. Didn't they say earlier that they had no enemies? A nemesis would certainly qualify as an enemy. I wonder why Cheryl didn't suspect Larry before. Probably because he's like 80, and you'd assume he would be more mature than that? Nope. Guess not. A shell-shocked Cheryl shed, quote, I found it very hard to believe that someone I knew would do something like that, especially at his age. End quote. No doubt. Even though they had all this evidence, Officer McCarthy wanted to catch Larry Pope in the act. So him and another officer sat out front in an unmarked car, and sure enough, a couple hours later, at 9.50 p.m., Larry showed up in his burgundy Chrysler Pacifica minivan. Oh, sounds sweet. wonder if it's got the stow and go. On Sunday, April 18th, 2021, they finally had their man. As soon as he threw his decaf coffee out that window, they pulled him over. Larry Pope was charged with harassment and ticketed for throwing refuse onto a roadway. Very minor infractions, but enough to make him stop and hopefully embarrass the guy for his childish behavior. Hamburg Police Chief Kevin Trask said, quote, We have neighbor disputes, but nothing like this kind of length. That's a grudge right there. End quote. For real. When a Buffalo News reporter tried to reach Larry at his home and get his side of the story, Larry hung up on him. Edward says he's fearful of anyone who keeps a grudge going this long. Eddie, quote, This is what scares me about a guy who would think like that. End quote. I agree. Anyone who can hold on to that kind of rage is someone to look out for. At least his behavior over the years never really escalated. Regardless, Ed's still considering filing a civil suit, just to get his money back for the binoculars and camera equipment. Since Larry was caught and warned by police, the littering has stopped. And Cheryl couldn't be happier. Quote, It's a huge relief. I can look out in my front yard and not see a dozen coffee cups out there. End quote. Right on, girl. It's hard not to feel bad for the old couple, but it's pretty hilarious that something like this went on so long in the first place. It's kind of like the old guy who's been having pizzas delivered to his home for 10 years. Unreal. Some people seriously won't ever stop until they're caught. Eventually, it just becomes part of their daily routine, part of their lifestyle. So crazy. All right, that will wrap up our first story, but don't worry, there's more. So let's plow right into story number two, and this one takes place in Barberton which is a city in Summit County, Ohio. Barberton is about 40 miles south of Cleveland and has a population of 26,550, according to a 2010 census. How is Barberton for crime, you ask? Well, let's check in with our friends at NeighborhoodScout.com for more. Ooh, it gets a 14 on the crime index, meaning it's only safer than 14% of U.S. cities. There are 77 crimes per square mile committed in Barberton, as opposed to 25 per square mile for the rest of Ohio. So well above average there. Also, your chances of becoming a victim of a property crime are only 1 in 39. So not so surprisingly, that is the crime we are about to witness. Looking at pictures of downtown Barberton, it looks like a quaint little place. I like the old buildings there. It's cute. Just goes to show that you can't judge a book by its cover. Let's hop into our time machines and travel all the way back to May 16th, 2021. Yeah, not too far. Only about nine months ago. This is another recent one. A man on Wooster Street 
woke up to some garbage on his front lawn and driveway. I looked up how to pronounce Wuchter, and all I could find was it's a German word pronounced Voichter. And I thought to myself, I'm not saying it like that. So just know I tried. Where were we? Ah, this garbage was a minor nuisance, but the man cleaned it up and didn't think much of it. That is until it kept happening. Weekdays, weekends, the garbage kept piling up. The victim narrowed down the timing of these litterings to between 3.30 and 5 a.m. From what we can only assume was some amateur surveillance, a.k.a. standing in front of his window in his tidy whitey, scratching his ass while gawking out the window in the wee hours of the morning. That's what I'd do. This dude worked much quicker than the old couple in our other story. He installed a security camera, pointed it at the end of his driveway, and on June 30th, approximately six weeks into this garbage dump fest, our man got a hit. The video footage showed a suspicious-looking small black sports utility vehicle drive up slowly and garbage flying out the passenger side window. The vehicle then went down Flickinger, then made its way to 31st Street. Our victim, I'm going to call him Jimmy from here on out, because we don't know his name and I'm sick of calling him the guy or the victim. Jimmy calls the police and lets them know about his situation, shows them the evidence and all that. Barberton PD says they'll make a note of it and kind of check out the area, keep an eye on his house during their early morning patrols. They even had a couple officers doing mini stakeouts and some put in a little overtime trying to catch this douche. Kudos to Barberton PD for putting in the effort. They could have easily said, sure, Jimmy, we'll look into that, pal. Rolled their eyes and wiped their ass with the uh, paperwork. But their job is to serve and protect, and they take that seriously. I'd categorize this situation in the serving department more so than the protecting. Anywho, their efforts paid off. Let's fast forward a couple weeks to July 12th at 4.30 a.m. An officer is parked behind a wooden fence on Wooster Street, lurking in the shadows. After chilling there for 20 uneventful minutes, suddenly they see headlights in the distance. A small black SUV, exactly as described by Jimmy, pulls up slowly, and the officer pulls out behind it and throws on the sirens. Yes, got him. The person driving the vehicle is a 52-year-old man by the name of Robert Hammond. A search of the vehicle proves to be quite interesting. Robert has a pile of trash riding in the passenger seat. In that pile of garbage, there's a couple packs of smokes of a not-so-popular brand. But it's the same brand of smokes that were found in a pile of trash on Jimmy's driveway, along with a half-eaten egg salad sandwich. Coincidence? I think not. After a brief back and forth with the officer, Robert sings like a canary. He admits to using Jimmy's driveway as his own personal dumpster. Why, though? For the love of God, why, Robert? His reasoning? Well... A few months back, Robert was on his way home and Jerry was blocking the road with his vehicle. Robert claims after being forced to wait several minutes, Jerry finally backed into his driveway. This infuriated Robert, and so that is how he got his revenge. He admitted to throwing garbage on Jerry's property at least 10 times. Yeah, it was probably more like 50. Robert is being charged with criminal mischief for his petty misdeeds. Now, I don't like the coffee cup creep or the decaf douchebag, whatever I was calling him. But Robert? Eh, I could put myself in his shoes. It's not so crazy. If Jerry is being ignorant and actually blocking the road for a few minutes, it's hard to blame him for being angry. Sure, most of us probably would have just honked and gave him the middle finger salute and called it a day. But Robert? 
Well, he knew where the guy lived, so he got his sweet, sweet revenge over and over and over again, whenever he wanted. It's a little strange, though. I mean, it happened three months ago. Get over it, bud. At a certain point, you gotta stop and say, okay, we're even. Also, Robert probably didn't realize this, but Jerry wasn't his only victim. He was also wasting taxpayer money. I'm sure the police had better things to do than search for his dumbass. The comment section for this article from the Barberton Herald was getting lit up. Well, there was five comments, so not really that crazy, but let's check in on a few. Anonymous wrote, Make him clean trash from the streets for his punishment. I like that, and that would be a very fitting punishment. Get him out there with the jailbirds cleaning up garbage on the side of the highway. What else we got? Mina says, Wow, what a nut. That's one heck of a grudge. Glad Barberton PD actually cared enough to put manpower into finding out what was happening. Because I know that Akron wouldn't have. Ooh, Mina throwing shade at the Akron PD. I like that. Throwing shade. That's what the cool kids say, right? I'm not a kid and I'm not cool. Even when I was a kid, I wasn't cool. So I had to double check what throwing shade meant to confirm I used it properly. Here's what the internet had to say. You don't have to watch RuPaul's Drag Race to have heard the expression throw shade, or sometimes just shade. Shade is a subtle, sneering expression of contempt for or disgust with someone, sometimes verbal and sometimes not. I hope that clears things up for the boomers out there. Lastly, Brett says, This officer is my wife. In the article, it states the officer hid his cruiser. She is a her, not a he. She worked many hours to try to catch this criminal. It took several weeks of diligent police work. Thank you for the article about her. It's nice to see positive things about police. Maybe just a little due diligence in writing next time. Ooh, check out Brett, standing up for his lady. If this is true, though, he's right. They did say he when it was a she. If they're not going to shout out her handiwork, they could at least get her gender right. The Barberton Herald is the only newspaper that talked about this case. My sole source. It makes sense, because who gives a shit about this minor littering infraction besides the residents of Barberton? Oh, I guess me, since I'm talking about it. And you guys too, if you haven't switched over to a better show yet. Anyways, Brett, you're a good husband, making sure your wife gets credit. But hey, let's not get carried away here. It took several weeks of diligent police work. Let's tone it down a bit. It's not like she caught the Zodiac or something. Well, there we have it. Two petty crimes solved. It's nice when you get closure on these cases and don't have to speculate who done it. If I had to guess, once again, I probably would have blamed this on the teenagers. And once again, I would have been totally wrong. Turns out the petty, pesky perpetrators were just a couple grumpy old men. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 57, Garbage and Grudges. I hope you enjoyed this latest offering. Man, that's what happens when you don't forgive and forget and move on. You got to just learn to let stuff go or else it festers and results in really odd and petty behavior like we just witnessed. As always, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing that sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. It's listener confession time, baby. So let's get criminal, criminal. I wanna get criminal. Da, 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 da. This one is a shorty, but a goodie sent in from Edward. I believe he might be Australian, because he calls a helicopter a helo. I think that's Australian, I'm not sure. Anyways, here's what Edward wrote in, mates. When my high school class had senior class prank day, I decided to use my key to a crawler crane to place the principal's car on the roof of my high school. All right, hold on. All right, sorry, I got to interrupt for a second here. I had to look up what a crawler crane was and what it looked like, and it's massive. looks like a tank, and it's got this really long arm on it, and it can hoist stuff up like probably at least 50 feet in the air. Uh, That would take some serious skills, though, to lift a car onto the roof of a high school. Anyways, he goes on to say, For reference, there was a sports complex being built on the property, so that is the reason for the crane being on premises. My friend's parents used me after school to move and load equipment onto and off of trailers. The police were called, and eventually a helo or hello or helicopter was brought in for the search of the vehicle. When the air unit notified ground officers about the location of the vehicle... Everyone was in tears from laughing. And that's it. That's all Edward wrote. Thank you, Edward. I'm in the midst of messaging him back because I have so many questions. First of all, bravo. That's amazing. And I'm sure everyone from your school will remember that prank for years to come. Maybe forever. Especially the principal. (laughs) But secondly, what was the punishment from police, the school, your parents? Probably all of them were pissed. We got to know. Or did they never find out who the culprit was? Hmm, never thought of that. All right, so if I get an update from Edward, I will be sure to let you all know in the future. But yeah, you got a real set of balls on you, buddy. Great job, Edward. Email me at illegal at gmail.com with your petty crime confessions. And like Edward, you too could have your story played on the air. It's Patreon shout-out time, so can I please have everyone's attention as we induct the next members into the elite group known as the Neighborhood Watch. Hey 
Hannah M, Karen B, and Brandy N. You are now sworn in members of the Neighborhood Watch. Let's sound those air horns to make it official. Thank you so much, my friends, for joining the squad. You've helped me get a little bit closer to achieving my dreams of being a full-time podcaster. If you're interested in joining up on Patreon for the price of a Big Mac a month, just type in patreon.com slash excuse me, that's illegal. There's also a link in the show notes. Okay, before we get out of here, I have a promo to play for you from my pal Nina, who hosts the amazing true crime podcast, Already Gone. Nina is a great person and a fantastic storyteller. I love her voice too. So soothing. She covers lesser known crimes from the Great Lakes area. Michigan, New York, Ohio, and more. If you're into true crime, it really is worth a listen. I'll let Nina tell you all about her kick-ass podcast in a moment. As for myself, how's about we meet again right here in another 10 days, and I'll serve you up another hearty helping of softcore scumbaggery. Peace! Take it away, Nina. I'm Nina Instead, host of the Already Gone podcast. Join us on the 1st and 15th of each month for a look at lesser-known crimes from Michigan and the Great Lakes region. Learn more at www.alreadygonepodcast.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.